Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the HGO podcast. I am your host for today, Ethan. And as always, I am joined by my good friends, Hunter and Kyle. Hey, guys, how are you doing? I'm doing just as well. Yeah. Good enough. Been kind of a slow week for It's been for so us. slow. It is dude. so slow. I mean, <laughs> but. Yeah, you guys have had Thankmas, whatever the fuck you guys do over there. I don't know. Thank how long yeah. Now that Thanksgiving is over, Kyle's Christmas tree back there is socially acceptable. I mean, in my eyes, it was yeah, socially acceptable that. as soon as my uh, birthday was over. So he's been fine for that book. This is going to stay up a week after Christmas? Hell Just yeah. Just screw with both of you. Maybe I make mean, it too. Fair enough. Dude, that's not doing anything. My mom Going leaves... into January if you keep complaining. <laughs> My mom leaves the Christmas decorations up for like months sometimes. Oh, so, so you can you say you complain when Kyle's a couple of weeks early, but then your mom's just sitting there going, Ah, we're gonna be here in March, still having a Christmas tree. Yes. Granted, there you go. I did this like the day after Halloween ended. <laughs> yeah. Which Pretty is early funny. even for me. Yeah, that's like a Walt Disney World kind of setup right there, I, you know. I just like the lights. Yeah, that's kind of like <laughs> that's kind of like what they do at Disney when it's like Halloween's over quickly the night the night after the Christmas tree. There we go. It's now Christmas season. <laughs> Buy your Christmas tickets, bitch. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, welcome back to the H Show podcast, uh, where every week we try, try and talk about games. There's not much this week, but we'll try and get no, through I'll it. Go we'll um, do what we can. <laughs> yeah, we'll try and do what we can. I mean, I have a new mic. That's a thing. Wow joining hunter with the uh the wave three gang uh That's so rest in peace kyle i have the other one. Oh yeah joining, no, hunter has... kyle with yeah, the wave three gang that's true because hunter has the fucking light up magic one doesn't he yeah he's got yeah, the red bo- the red boy yeah he has the yeah. red boy sorry kyle uh, which is funny because jacob boy. jacob has that same microphone hunter has so if we ever get him back on the show hey we'll be open. like microphone buddies we'll have microphone yeah. wars <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be like... that, that'll be how Mario Party decides the teams for the mini games as well. Based on the brand of mic we have, yeah. Um, well, Jack uses a fucking like Apple headphone jack, so that's why I, that's why I don't let him on the podcast anymore. <laughs> you have to just take quotes from him. Take yeah. his statements for Pokemon now. Yeah, my current <laughs> statement is I'm a fucking bitch. I bought a second copy instead of Mario Party. That's the current <laughs> quote I have. <laughs> So, you know, um... Legit, the day before Ethan and I were bullying him to buy Mario Party, he said he didn't have money. And then the day after on Twitter, he posted he bought Pokemon Pearl. Yeah. Like, and I was like, get your clown makeup legit, on. The day dude. after, like, literally, you're such I don't a understand. I woke no. up to Ethan making fun of him on Twitter, and I'm like, yes, all is right with the world right now. I don't use my Twitter as much as I used to, but. Uh... Bullying friends is always still a top priority whenever I'm on there. Um, but yeah, welcome back to the show where we talk about games every Monday at 6 p.m. US time, usually, I think, is when we go out now. Uh, 6 I don't know. p.m. US time. 6, I think no, it's, 6 p.m. It's UK like, time, 1 yeah. p.m. Eastern. That's it. Yeah. Close enough. Potato, potato. A US time. Like, damn. <laughs> like all of America is. Dude, in it's the already quarter past zone. two when we're starting recording this. It's like, I'm already out of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, and you can find it's us on podcast. It's only going to go up from here. Yeah. You can find us on podcast services by searching for Hot Games Only or head to youtube.com forward slash Hot Games Only when you can look at our stupid faces each and every week. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about Death's Door finally arriving on every console that isn't an Xbox. Project L from Riot is a thing. Uh, are they taking one, though? We'll talk about it in a little bit. Uh, Kyle has been playing a Final Fantasy VI ROM hack, so uh, 
I hope you guys are as excited as I am to hear all about it because we're going to go on with that. Uh, like I I'm said, g- slow week. Slow week. And then, oh, trust me, it gets slower as I wrap up the week <laughs> by talking about how shit Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memories trophy list is a year late and uh, talking about how poo poo the Call of Duty campaign is for Vanguard uh, Fire Bobby Kotick, you know, the classics. Uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about all of it on the show. So. I guess we'll start with Death's Door, because my throat is dry and Hunter can talk about this. <clears throat> so, <laughs> uh, Death's yes. Door's finally here, Hunter. It sure is, and I managed to play all of it in just the couple of days it's been out. For people well, who don't know what it is, what is it? It's like an isometric 3D beat-em-up with like Zelda influences as far as ah. reversing the dungeons and stuff. Neat. You play as a little crow who's a reaper sent off to collect souls. Uh, the game starts, you get sent on assignments, and right before you can collect the soul of the thing you were supposed to, you know, reap, you get bonked on the head by an older crow who, <laughs> his assignments escaped him, and he's just been growing old and hasn't been able to go back because his assignment wasn't done, so he needed the little crow's help to uh, open death's door, as it were, to go and get the soul that he was supposed to get back. Yeah, because a little um, plot point is is while they're in the other world, I don't know what world it is. While they're in the world getting the soul, they age. That's the thing. Yeah, they it? age and can yeah. die and whatnot. And when you're in, I don't know, Crowland, I guess. Yeah, you uh, are immortal. Yeah, when you when you're in the mortal realm, you age like a mortal, and then when you go back to Crowville, you're back to raving all day and all night, having mad sessions till five a.m., having no effect on you because you're just vibing. You know, that's the yeah, it's the kind of game Death Store is. Um, <laughs> so this game got like a lot of love when it initially it came sure out, did, man. And can you see why? Um, yeah, it's pretty well made. Like as far as the gameplay goes, it's. I would describe it as pretty simple, but very well done. Like, uh, you got your basic light and heavy attacks, and then you got your magic that is the bow and arrow, and then you get more stuff later on L2 and Sir. I don't know why it's L2. You have to push it first and then circle instead of just being circle. That's a bit weird to me. But uh, aside from that, yeah, simple but effective. You can upgrade a few stats but it's not anything too crazy just you know hit harder attack faster classic charge your magic quicker nothing too ridiculous yeah that's the kind of upgrade tree you can kind of expect from these kind of like smaller kind of isometric sometimes 2d kind of i don't know what i don't know what to call this genre of game right because the instant comparison that I saw people make to Death's Door, which they did for fucking... They do for everything. They do it for Hollow Knight. They do it for everything. Is they go straight to the Dark Souls tree and they start shaking that fucker and seeing when Insane Trilogy comes out. Yeah. Because they do it every time, right? <laughs> oh, this look. game is not as hard as Dark Souls. Yeah. It's... I Like, okay, so the level design kind of reminded me of Bloodborne in just the way it looped back on itself. But that's also like something you could say about Zelda. Mm-hmm. games that are 2d and all that yeah but uh it's definitely not as hard as dark souls like uh you can upgrade your magic and health by finding you know vitality crystals four four pieces makes a new one or a new upgrade and all that i didn't do any of that i didn't find a full version of any of those so i beat the game without upgrading my health at all 
and it wasn't like a Herculean task or anything. Sure, I died a few times, but you know, I wouldn't feel like I was behind the eight ball or whatever for it. Yeah, because I feel like that's the kind like. If there's one thing that I hate at the moment about just gaming everything right now, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's articles, whether it's anything, it's comparing things to Dark Souls. It's the thing that I hate. It's why I don't play Dark. I haven't played. I've only played Bloodborne this year, right? Was because I was yeah. so sick of people going insane trilogy. The Dark Souls of platformers, Death Store, the Dark Souls of isometric hack and slash weird little crow games. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, can we get any more specific with specific. these comparisons? Yeah, it's crazy because to me it doesn't look any basically any game that's difficult with with bosses in it is now apparently dark souls and i'm like yeah what the fuck is this like can we stop because there are there aren't even that many bosses in it no there isn't because when you I like, like dark souls is essentially a boss rush. yeah 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 so it's, it's a weird comparison for me for them to make and i also i personally hate it because it kind of detracts from the game especially when it's a smaller game because you're just always going to have that comparison so now whenever i look something up like death store which is a smaller game from a smaller studio all i'm going to see is fucking people comparing it to dark souls and i'm like for fuck's sake yeah. i want to know what yeah, this game like... is you know i don't let me let me know what it is and how well it it does what it does. Like, I don't want to know what comparison you want to make it to another game that everybody's fucking played. We've all played Dark Souls. Stop making the comparison. Or we've played a Souls game. Yeah. Except for Kyle, because he's so... <laughs> Me and Hunter sitting on our high horses after playing one just this year. <laughs> you only the need closest one. I'd get would be Sekiro, but just, even then I feel no like motivation just like to want to play like it. Looking down on you, we're like, get good, Kyle. <laughs> There's get a good. reason you're on the bottom row in the Discord call. <laughs> Aww. That's true. I'm I hate the kidding. alphabet, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm changing oh, my name man. to A Kyle next week. A Kyle. Ah, Kyle. A Kyle. Ah. Project yeah, dude, A Kyle. I want that, I want that top, <laughs> top left slot, Ethan. Even though I'm you still can just put you me down. at the bottom of the post. I've done that before because um, sometimes <laughs> when we've recorded it on Zen, yeah, because when we've recorded it on Zencaster, when your webcam refuses to work, I sometimes have to drop you down uh, when oh, you're usually no. on the side or whatever. But I digress. That's not for podcast talk. What Sad. is? Is let's talk about everything else about the game. So you've talked about the gameplay a little bit. You talked about the world design and stuff like that. Uh, talk to me about the soundtrack. Talk to me about the art style. What are you thinking about it? Uh, the soundtrack's pretty cool. I like some of the like, I like some of the songs that you get when you're going back to the uh, little, I forget what they call it, but the Crow headquarters essentially. I like the song that plays there. Uh, you do this specific like gauntlet type of thing to get all of your power to get your like special moves like the fireball and the other magic stuff. And I like that one because it's this. It starts off kind of like the piano and the main menu, and then it just gradually gets more frantic. Mm-hmm. So that's a cool song, and yeah, the soundtrack's pretty well done. The uh, visuals, it looks good. It doesn't exactly stand out to me as far as like. Uh, it just kind of looks like what I would expect a game like this to. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, I can feel that because. I remember a lot of people were talking about the visuals and I remember looking at it and I was like, this very much looks like a, like I'd expect it to, if you pitched it to me, it was like, I don't, it's not bad. It's not bad. No, no, it looks good. It's just like, I'm not, it's not one of those things where I'd look at it and be like, 
like with Hollow Knight or a super giant game, I'm like the visuals are something that are gonna stick in my head forever. Yeah, it doesn't this blow you away. Like, this is more like, ah, oh, yes. This looks as I expected to. <laughs> Good enough. Yeah. But no, it it's kind of crazy. It's been one of those years where I've seen everybody won't shut up about it when everyone, whenever I bring up that it's been a slow year or whatever, people will be like, we've never had this many consistently good games. And I'm like, yeah, because it's been a year of indies where, and smaller games that have done really <laughs> fucking well. And there's no problem with it. But we've had so many good indie games this year in particular that it's like, or smaller games, even stuff yeah. like not, indie to small games. Like, I, I, fuck it, I count Chris Tales as an indie game. I count like... Yeah, it, it sure is. It's got like a publisher behind it, but it's mm-hmm. the indie game for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. And then you've had like re-releases like Hades come out everywhere, you know. You've had... <laughs> you've had... I saw a stuff tweet like the other day, like, yeah, I don't think anything that's come out this year is better than Hades. And I'm like, <laughs> I agree with you, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> last year was a, was a was a strong one, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's like this game does just add to that lineup of smaller games that have done really well. You know, Kana add that to the you know these smaller yeah. games, these bite sized games that have been doing so well this year, uh, and that you know it's nice to for people to be it enjoying nice. it. While I sit here and bitch about not using my PS Five, it's great fun, <laughs> you know. Um, so I guess I don't know if you've got anything else to add, Kyle, but um, I don't know anything about Death Store. I know bits and pieces. It's one of those games that I think I'm going to eventually get to. Um, but I, my backlog is starting to build up again. Black Friday happened. Maybe we can talk about that later. But Black Friday happened, oh, yeah. and Aoife made some fucking terrible decisions. Um, so I don't know when I'll get around to it, but I hope so. But would you recommend it, Hunter? I, I would. It's a, It was a solid time. Actually, I forgot to mention. The writing, while it's not a very heavily story-based game, it just kind of sets you up and have you do your thing. Like The moment-to-moment interactions you'll have with the NPCs you meet are pretty funny. Like, it's got personality behind it. Like, in the first, like, major area, you meet an NPC called Pothead, who is just a dude who has a pot on his head. Because <laughs> nice. he got turned into, like, an urn or something. And they've got funny little bits of humor like that, just strewn about the game. Yeah. I like it. No. Good to hear. Positive impressions. Um, if you guys have played it, let us know on the socials at Hot Games Only, or comment down in the comment section what you think of Death Store if you've played it, if you were fortunate enough to own an Xbox and play it six months ago whenever <laughs> the fuck it came out yeah. or if you're playing it just now uh, on Switch or PC or whatever the fuck it is it's everywhere I think, it's everywhere yeah, probably yeah, probably um, so yeah, there we go and that is it for new games this week that was literally it, there is fuck all else <laughs> so we're going, you know it's bad when Ethan's like, okay, fine, I'll allow Kyle to talk about a fighting game on the podcast. So, um, <laughs> come on, worse, Kyle. Even like we talk about a League of Legends fighting game. Yeah. Do you want to st- Has anyone... He actually played League? No. Nope. I played one game of League and didn't get it and stopped playing League. I, and from what I can see, it's like... The, that's for a good that's like a good thing because all i've seen about people that like league all they do is bitch and hate league that's literally like their definitely like that's their fun that's what they get from it it's like i was that new league tv show came out arcane on netflix arcane. yeah and i've been hearing just amazing things about it i've heard it's a really yeah. good show like it's really great yeah. but the one thing i 
remember seeing people was once they finished they were like fuck this is making me want to go and play league and then there were just like a load <laughs> of people going remember guys remember how shit league is don't go back just because the show's good <laughs> <laughs> and it just makes me laugh yeah. about how people shit on riot um I, regardless i never played league of legends but i think like it must have been five six years ago now i don't remember back when i was like a senior in high school at the time mm-hmm. my brothers and i dabbled in smite for a weekend <laughs> <laughs> which was like league of legends but with the various mythologies I oh guess. yeah mm-hmm. the closest i got to a moba was an indie game that came out in like 2013 2012 called awesome Nords. and if you this is like a throwback game like this was like really indie it was one of the first PS4 games out as well, but it was like a 2D side-scroller version of them, and I played it for like 10 hours, and I was like, yeah, this is all right, and then I never played it again. That's the closest I ever got to playing a MOBA for a long period of time, so there you go. The most uh, the most exposure I've had to League of Legends was uh, freshman year in college. My roommate was a, was a League player. Ugh, I'm sorry. I hated him. Yeah. I, I'm sorry for past me, too. I hated him. Dude was a shut-in. Like... Mm-hmm. He barely ever even went to class. Every time I came back, he'd be in his room playing League or sleeping. One of the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck knows what happened to him. After freshman year, I stopped talking to him. Maybe he's still playing League. <laughs> in freshman year, I barely started talking to him. Maybe he has an opinion on Arcane that may or may not be on Twitter. Who knows? Guess we'll mm. never know. Um, but anyway. Maybe he has an opinion about this fighting game. Project yeah. Luigi. Project well, Luigi. Project L. Um, so, Kyle, I'm going to let you explain to the boys and girls what Project L is, because I honestly, other than watching the video and knowing that it's a League of Legends fighting game, I know nothing. So go on, tell us all about Project L. So, like Ethan said, it's a League of Legends-based fighting game where they're basically putting in champions from, from League of Legends. I don't know any of their names. There's a time dude named Echo, and that's about it. There was... Like a fox girl. There was a armored knight dude. He used an and, axe. I think his name was Darius. And some third, fourth person. I don't even remember anything about them. But it's basically like a, a two-on-two tag fighter game. Kind of like Blaze Blue cross-tag battle. So, big points for me there. Big fan. Of course he throws and, in that. Of course he does. Well, <laughs> It's the comparison. It's like the fighting game I like. You guys might not like it, but I like it. And that's all that matters. <laughs> that's what fighting games are, dude. It's like this, therefore I like it. I thought fighting games was just, I hate everything, you know? I just thought it was a load of people like you go no, to the no, community and it's like, this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Hype, 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 hate, hate, hate. Like, that's like the, that's the cycle of fighting games. <laughs> yeah then you put it down for two months and then you come back and it's like this wasn't that bad actually and then a week later you're like i've made a grave mistake (laughs) so anyway uh project (laughs) out it's come out my tv's just turned on the background i don't know why so there's a ghost in my room um but yeah project l it's a video game it's coming out uh, at some point and they've done this stupid fucking trailer that is the talking thing. We'll get to that in a second while I figure it I mean, out. It's basically just like a, hey, we're still doing this kind of thing. Yeah. Because they was basically announced like a year or two ago, and then nothing was ever heard about it again. It was announced around the same time as Valorant, wasn't it? When was Valorant, Valorant announced? Came, like two years ago. Well, there you go. Ago. 
It's been a, it was a nice I don't pay attention to what Riot Games does. Neither do I, right? But so anyway, it's a miracle this crossed my radar. <laughs> this video came out. What did they say, Cal? What was this? What were like the big talking points from this little briefing that they gave on? Hey, we're still making the video. Rollback netcode. Honestly, they, they, rollback netcode was did, the big thing. They did. They did the fucking classic, dude. That, like, <laughs> that, that is literally the ray tracing of the fighting game community. It's just the fucking buzzword, right? Carry on. What did they say? Well, I try and if fix this worked, haunted computer. <laughs> if it works, it works. Um. The big thing was that they were definitely putting more of an elegant emphasis on online uh, because yeah. we're still like in uncertain times. So they're definitely putting a, a good like online netcode at the forefront of what they have. They're also advertising that it's a simple to pick up and play fighter. They also not know. well. This one I feel is more true than the rest of them where it's like a low skill floor but a high skill ceiling mm -hmm. where a lot of your moves seem like from the trailer it seems like a lot of your big combos will be able to be done with like just a few button clicks mm -hmm. cool. and, i don't know there's it's hard to tell from just this like continuous proof of concept trailer they did but yeah. I'm definitely going to need to see more. I don't want to say anything definitive right now. You see, and this is why I hate these trailers. This is like, the, the main reason that I don't care about this is because I hate these fucking trailers that they do. And it's the f fighting games do this the most. And I fucking hate them. Where it's just two devs that are like, hi, I'm Billy Bobby, the creative designer <laughs> on Pee Pee Poo Poo, the fighting game. And it's like, oh, hi. As you can see, I have a very vivid imagination. <laughs> original concept do not steal do not steal um but you know they always come out and they're like hi we're two leads now let's talk about how we have all this stuff in our game and all these things that we have where we show this really generic footage that doesn't show you any example of this or even give you an idea of how this will go but we're just going to do this and we're just going to talk about it we're going to say a buzzword everyone says robot netcode these days so let's just say robot netcode hey guys how you doing it's like I just don't get it. I'm like, just show us the game or get the fuck out, you know? Like, the only people, and I, I'm going to, you know, I've pissed off JRPG fans for two weeks in a row. It's time to piss off the fighting game community, apparently. Um, oh, boy. But it's like, the only people that care about these buzzwords, like rollback netcode and stuff like that, or input latency or all this bollocks, right, are fucking really people, like people that are really into fighting games who are going to really get their teeth into it, who are going to really go at it from day one and learn it and spoiler alert those fuckers are already sold on day one they're already sold they're getting the game or they're not i assume it's free to play because it's right i assume it's going to be a free to play thing where you book where no you idea. get skins and it's probably going to be pc only for now that's what my assumption will be because valorant's still not on consoles is it i don't think so i have no idea <laughs> i don't know I don't, yeah, I don't care we about don't valorant. pay attention to riot i thought this was clear they're not right people um <laughs> No. But no, it's like, my thing with it is, is you're already going to have the hardcore audience in. Well done, you said your buzzwords, you said your rollback net, net code, you know. You talked about that, you've, you've basically given them, you've given the spiel that every time Smash Bros. people can play in, you've told them what they want to hear. You've told them that there's the there's the high ceiling and the low, like, whatever the fuck you said. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's the low, it's easy to learn, but hard low to master. Low barrier of yeah. entry. Low barrier yeah. of entry, high skill ceiling. You know, you said those magic words. You said rollback netcode. They're in, right? 
what about me what about hunter well we don't play fighting games that often and if we do we play them just to have a just to piss about and have fun and, dude you know, this seems like it's going to be pretty uh competitive leaning so yeah i yeah will probably not care but, but here's the thing right is <laughs> fighting the fighting game community has always been a community who are lot that they are they're more of a vocal minority than a silent majority, if that makes sense. A lot of them scream and act like they're the biggest things ever. And Smash Bros. Ultimate is the biggest fighting game ever made. And the one before that was Street Fighter 2. We are not living in a time where, like, you know, it's not like a blockbuster. Fr- You're not going to have lol levels of players on this game. So where yeah. are they going to make the money from? They need to get some people in. And I think they're doing a good job of making it a lol game so that people are going to come in because they like Arcane because they definitely don't like League of Legends. But <laughs> <laughs> they're going to get people in because of the IP. But how are you going to keep them? How are you going to get them to stay? That's my question. Mm-hmm. Is there going to be an extensive tutorial system? Is there going to be a st- Is there going to be a story mode? Is there going to be something that eases the way in? Is there going to be like fun ways to play with friends? Is there going to, or is it just going to be strictly kind of these really competitive games where there's no the way it's just like all or nothing is it are they gonna have these fun side modes what is what is this fucking game you you this trailer caters to the people that are already gonna fucking try it on release you know what i mean like what's gonna get me and hunter excited probably nothing but at the same time what's gonna get us excited what are the weird wacky fun things that we can do that aren't necessarily get good kid that's my assumption i don't know about you hunter but that's like my take on it yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I will say this much, though. I don't think I gave enough credit to League of Legends before for their characters actually looking kind of cool. Mm. The uh, top-down MOBA thing <laughs> that I've really seen. Them. Yeah, it's not very <laughs> flattering for the character models. The, the The characters they have had show up in this video did look cool, so there's mm-hmm. that. If League of Legends has ever done anything right, it's their character design and just their characters in general. Like... They're crazy. They have a fucking like K-pop band in League of Legends, yeah. like as characters that release mu. They release music under like the label and they shit. They have like, albums, actual- yeah, like, yeah. Like League is this crazy world where it's what Overwatch wants to be because Overwatch decided to just stop making shit. But it's like they've put it all into Overwatch Two, guys, coming twenty twenty six. But. <laughs> It has this massive world filled with loads of characters from loads of different that feel like they're from loads of different genres, but they've all kind of culminated into this one package, which is a really fucking awful video game. <laughs> I'm going to stop. <laughs> I'm really going to stop. <laughs> from what I played of League, I kind of I liked it a little bit, but I couldn't be asked to learn it. But you know, their character design is fucking flawless, and I feel like that's what you need in a free-to-play game like this is you want the characters to look cool so you want people to get them you know especially a fighting game like if it's free and it's a fighting game and people look cool and it's not on pc then maybe i will try it for i think that's all people need i think it will come to consoles i genuinely (laughs) i'm surprised valorant isn't on consoles yet it should that should also probably come to consoles but i have i here's the thing is i think it's going to do fine i think it's going to be very good and i think it'll do well but i think it's going to be even more not in my alley like valorant was was a game where if it had come out on consoles i probably would have tried valorant because it was kind of up my alley it was kind of a hero shooter but it was more 
CS:GO like in its competitive nature and it's just mm-hmm. pl- and just the way it plays. So I probably would have given it a go, but now I don't give a toss. It's been like a year. <laughs> I don't care. I look and watch, but I've seen Valorant gameplay and I'm like this. This looks like a game that must be fun to play because it's not fun to watch. And <laughs> fair play, I feel like I feel like the reason League has done so well is because League is a fun game to watch. Uh, people really like watching League. Hunter, you look at me like that, but the, literally League Esports is the biggest esports in the world. I understand. It's just it doesn't uh, do just from what I've seen of it. Yeah, to I'm me, like, I don't get it. It but doesn't it, look very fun to be, watch to me. It must be, but fun it to must watch be to other people. It's, yeah. it's just, I mean, what do I know? I don't like football either, so and that's the mm. biggest sport in my country. Hey, yeah. but it's like I think this will be very. I think this will have a good competitive scene. I don't know how much yeah. it will hit the wide, like the the wider market, but I think it will definitely find its place in places like Evo and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, also I yeah. because they already have League of Legends, I don't think that this game needs to be as big. No, it's like Epic with Fortnite; they can literally do whatever they want now because they already have the thing that will make them money yeah. for the rest of their like for the, for a long period, or they've already made enough money from League to last them a lifetime, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. But it will be and interesting, like, nonetheless. And I feel like making it a simpler fighting game definitely helps with like the crossover appeal with the League of Legends fan base. Oh, 100%. I think it'll be interesting. I just think... I think my main point has been it's a terrible way for them to market this game, not necessarily a terrible game, if that makes sense. I think it'll be great. Yeah. Can't be fucking worse I mean, than Nick Allstall's Brawl or whatever the fuck. Like, yeah. And I'm sure, yeah. like, as it gets closer to release date, we'll start to know more about what is in the game. Yeah. Like, what the actual content of the game is beyond just what feature, what the online features are. Mm-hmm. It just feels very weird to me, because usually for most game cycles, the online's the last thing you talk about, because it's usually the thing that's running late, you know? It's like, take... Well, I don't know, let's take Call of Duty, for example, right? The old Call of Duty marketing cycle was always campaign first, multiplayer second, zombies last, because that was the order that the mm-hmm. dev time went to where zombies was always coming in late. Um, still great, but always came in late, right? And the same thing with, like, you just you just look at games most of the time, and if they have a multiplayer component, chances are you usually see the single-player stuff first. So I find it interesting that they have prioritize I mean, focusing on the online first and of course it's it's a riot game so of course they're focusing online because but it's also a fighting like yeah it's a fighting game which modern think... fighting games have kind of moved away from like self-contained story modes and definitely have started to favor online more yeah unless you're like as the selling point true because even like soul caliber 6 didn't have much of a story mode oh soul caliber 6's story mode was fun and but some it, games like Smash, you it just wasn't didn't much. have a story mode. Oh my I don't, I, Smashes I went on for way too long. I finished I World of that Light story 100%. mode for like 40 hours. Uh, but now, I think it'll do well. Um, we'll see. It'll get into Evo, because as everyone knows, Evo is now owned by PlayStation and Pokimane, so you know that it's going to make it in there. <laughs> that is an actual fact. That is not a joke. I know. That is an actual I know. Fact. I saw the memes. Um, and Pokimane really likes Riot, so I'm sure she'll turn PlayStation onto it instantly. Because, uh, yeah, definitely Pokimane owns that entire 50% share. Not, no. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you just got. <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, Jim Ryan and Pokimane in a fucking meeting about <laughs> Evo. 
They're just really passionate about it. Jim Ryan really wants that Nick All Stars Brawl fucking fighting tournament in there. So just <laughs> Do you think head. when Disney is eventually makes their own Nick All Stars, they'll put Sora in it? Yeah, of course they will. <laughs> of course they will. They'll take it straight out. They don't care about Nintendo's rules. They'll be like, fine, take him out of Smash. We're taking him for our shit game. Yeah. I just can't wait to see what are in like whatever that metaverse is. What is it? Is it the, yeah, the, the multiverses, multiverses. That's yeah, it. yeah mul- not metaverse. That's that's Mark Zuckerberg. Multiverse. <laughs> uh, not not persona. Mark yeah, Zuckerberg. Mark Good Zuckerberg. subversion, Ethan. You know, I honestly thought I was like having memory loss because I forgot Sajiro's name for a second today. Like that's how bad I was feeling. Like Ooh, I was boy. like. Yeah, I was like, I, I was like, I was in my head. I'm like, what's boss's name again? I'm like, oh, Suji. Like, <laughs> God, is this memory loss? And I literally went through like everybody's names in every game I could possibly think of, and I'm just like, no, I just noticed I've had an, a weak spell. But hey, there you go. Can't believe you forgot Coffee Dad. I know. Well, I still called him Boss. So I was just like, what's boss's name again? I'm like Sojiro, and I'm like, God, what's the what's Dad in P4 called? And I'm like, oh, Dejima, that's it. I'm like, Dejima. okay, yeah. I remember his because it rhymes with Kojima. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> but hey, there you go. That's Project L for you. Uh, moving on, I guess. Uh, I've put this in the same spot. So Kyle, well done. Welcome back to the podcast. You're talking more. Even uh, you go. Do you want me to go for a Kingdom little bit? Hearts. Oh, for fuck's sake. Right. I'll, I'll say that I swapped them over. Right. I'll talk about I Kingdom need Hearts a break. Okay. need a talking break. So I'll talk about three things. I'll talk about three things really quick, right? So first of all, I'll talk about Kingdom Hearts. So I've been going back through my backlog um, after taking a small break to play an hour of both. Uh, well, no, I played more than now, but I played an hour of Shimagami Tensei Five, and I played like three hours of Pokemon Brilliant Diamond before putting those down. I was like, right, I've done my due diligence. I have pissed off enough <laughs> JRPG fans. It's time to go back to the Man, Kingdom Hearts rhythm fans. game. Yeah. Uh, it's time to go back and finish some other games that I said I'd go and finish. So I finished two. Kingdom Hearts, Melody of Memory. Uh, I've got every trophy except one. And I'm very pissed with this because, again, uh, Kingdom Hearts has the worst trophy lists. Essentially, I literally, let me let me read what I did, right? I finished the story mode, including all optional objectives. I played all 150 songs on all three difficulties. That's 450 playthroughs. At least I had to restart some of them. I had to get 50 perfect runs on each of those, which I did on my way through because I'm a fucking god at rhythm games. What can I say? <laughs> on each difficulty. Did all that. Hunter? So were there trophies for each difficulty and did they not stack? Is that No, why they don't stack. Like, That's why I did it. Oh that my way. god, Epic. that is so bad. Yeah. Epic. And because... Every other Kingdom Hearts game stacks. And because I know they didn't on PS3, but yes, they do now on PS4. Well, they do now, yeah. Because I, I didn't knew PS3. Because I knew that it was like this, I did the story mode. This is how I did the story mode. Is I did all the levels on easy on story mode, and then if the optional objectives require me to play on normal or proud, I would then literally say say a let say a song. Let's say um I don't know. Let's say Castle Oblivion, right? Had a requirement that said get 70% or more notes hit on Proud as one of its three optional objectives. That meant that during story mode on that level, I would play through it on beginner all the way through, on standard all the way through, and then do it on Proud a third time in a row 
to just get that proud done. And I know, okay, I never have to play that song again, right? So I did it like that. So I did end up playing songs more than 450 times, but I basically played 450 songs. So I did that. Jesus. Uh, once I did that, I did the versus mode, which required me to then play an additional like 30-odd things to get the max rank against the CPUs. Did all that. Did all the crafting, got all the items, got all the chests, got every other collectible under the sun that I needed for the trophy. The final trophy is get 100,000 heartless kills in the game. By the time that I was done with all of that, playing the song for over, playing the game for over 30 hours, I had drum roll. I'd press my stream deck if I had a drum roll. <laughs> like 56,000 kills. Was barely over halfway. And this is where I want to kill myself. Because now the option is, do I play the song that has the most Heartless in it, which is like 400, and literally play that song for five hours in a row, just that one song, to get the trophy, or do I stop? It sure sucks that the Battle of a Thousand Heartless, or whatever it was from KH2, isn't in the game. And it sucks that it's not even it's not even Sephiroth's theme that has the most Heartless in it. That's oh, what sucks, because that is in the game. But no. So I don't know what to do. I think I'm going to give up. But the other potential thing is, is play the song like five times a day, every day for the next month. So it's like, what do I do? Which one? It's like, I, I know you won't do it, but I still like Hunter's suggestion <laughs> of just do all five hours on stream. Fuck that. No. I <laughs> know. That, I know. I'd die. I genuinely would die. But no. So that's really annoying, and I fucking hate it. It's like the level 99 Riku trophy on Chain of Memories. Like, fuck this shit. Oh Why God. do they have these unnecessary grinds right at the end for no reason? Oh, my. But yeah, otherwise, it's a great rhythm game. It's a lot of fun. I think it suffers from too much. And what I say by that is, it has 150 songs in it. If you can tell me someone that can name 150 memorable Kingdom Hearts songs, I'll give them a fucking trophy because I played through all 150 of them and I don't remember <laughs> any of them. It's one of those things, and there's no remix. There's like very few remixes, and if they are, they're from official things that they did long ago. Like there's like some piano versions of some songs, but they were from an orchestra. There were some weird, like kind of jazzy kind of ones that were from a performance that someone else did ages ago. It's not like Persona. The thing I love about the Persona dancing games is there's only thirty songs, but Mm -hmm. or so, but they choose the absolute bangers and then they do remixes of the absolute bangers as well. And there are some <laughs> epic like remixes of some of these songs. Like there's some really good stuff in all three of them, even though people love to hate on persona three and five dancing, just because they persona fans love to hate. It's the thing they, they don't have do. the specialist dance. Yeah. Uh, there is a form of specialist in the, in the game, but there's, it's, you can't do the dance, but there is a version of it in the tragic. Game. Um, but there's a load of good stuff. But Kingdom Hearts, it just feels like bloatware. It just it feels like Nomura was like, we'll do a rhythm game. And someone was like, cool, what remixes are we going to do? He's like, no, just take the, hun- yes. take the 150 songs we've done <laughs> and just chuck those in. So it's like, if you ever thought about doing a, like, oh, I wonder what fucking random Halloween town music would look like in a rhythm game. Well, now you can find out, ladies and gentlemen, because that's what you're going to do. And it's just like, eh. But no, it's fine. It's interesting. It's fun. It's a rhythm game. So yeah, that's that. Anyway, Kyle, enough of anyway, that. Anyway, Ethan. We're going back to Final Fantasy All VI. Right. My throat now hurts, so I'm passing the pass up to you. Uh, so what have you been well, doing we're with Final Fantasy taking VI? turns, taking breaks from talking. Yeah, my throat's um, sore, so I'll pass it to you, and then you can pass it back oh, to me, shit. and I'll shit on Vanguard. It's simple as that. 
So, All what right. have you been doing in FF6? So, recently, as recent as like a couple weeks ago, there was a ROM hack that was finally, the, the, the English translation was finally finished. It's called Final Fantasy VI T Edition. And basically, this was a ROM hack that was released in Japan only. Or I, it was released only in Japanese, not Japan only. It's a ROM hack. So it's very impressive that they could reach and lock that. But it was, <laughs> but it was only available in out. Japanese. Nice. Until like a couple weeks ago, when Clyde Mandolin just dropped on his Twitter. Clyde Mandolin, being a video game translator, he did the work for he did he helped with the translation for the Mother Three fan translation. Mm-hmm. Uh, um so he just shadow dropped on his twitter like a couple weeks ago hey i'm finished translating this here you go mm-hmm. and so I, i'm like okay so this rom hack is basically it's like kind of like infamous in the ff6 rom hack community it's like so sucker punch game <laughs> no hunter <laughs> no hunter <laughs> <laughs> but Go it's on. very well known and a lot of people just haven't really had a way to play it because it wasn't in English and we don't want to learn <laughs> but it's, British, it's, it's... <laughs> hey fuck you all with that speak mine you fucker <laughs> oi oi in this town we speak British mate oi that's what I'm going to do when I go to Japan eventually is I'm just going to get off the plane and start going oi oi <laughs> Are you YouTuber? <laughs> Are you YouTuber? I am. <laughs> I am. <laughs> anyway. But no, so this ROM hack is basically like a love letter to like all of Final Fantasy. It's mm-hmm. really well done. There's a bunch of I haven't gotten too too far in it. I've based um my, where I stopped today was um I did the first fight with Kefka at Narsh which is kind of like a good stopping point for what I needed to do for the, this episode. <laughs> but um, the game's good. A lot of the sprite, all the character sprites have been redesigned to be kind of like their official Amano artwork designs instead of like the normal FF6 sprites. <laughs> that would mess with me at first. <laughs> Let me tell you, you get seeing, used to it. seeing Shadow look like he does in the illustrations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you get used to it. Tara's got a cape, and she looks cool. But there's a lot... uh, There's just a lot in this game. It keeps the original story intact, but there's also a bunch of side content. I haven't gotten to any of it yet, but there's, like, side quests you can accept. Amazing. There are alternate costumes for characters, which are just references to other Final Fantasy characters. Like Tara, for example, she has one that makes her look like Aerith. She has one that makes her look like Lightning. I think she has one that makes her look like Rydia from FF4. Hmm. Interesting. And then, after you've beaten the game, it unlocks a new game plus, which wasn't in the original, and then it also gives you a buttload of super bosses to fight, which are all other Final Fantasy final bosses, pretty much. Oh, cool. Like, just looking at the website, there's Cloud of Darkness from FF3, and then Ultimecia from FF8. Do they have so, Sephiroth? I, I don't know. I'll let you know. 
Maybe one day we'll find out. Maybe one day. But this will just be something I have running in the background. Yeah, Because I've been looking for an excuse to play Final Fantasy VI again. I love this game. And this used to be a game that I would just do like a yearly replay of every January. Mm -hmm. Because that was when I first finished it. I've kind of stopped doing that when I went to college. Because finding time to do that was hard. But Mm -hmm. I'm... I'm just glad to be playing this game again. And also, like, the game, the ROM hack is hard. Like, they upped the difficulty from the original, which oh, is basically like chain. Uh, you lost baby Ethan and his pee pee poo poo brain. Are you telling me I can't just kill things with Edgar's crossbow for thir- for an hour until I get saving? I mean, you could. It's what I still did, but oh, it, it okay. just takes longer to kill things. Oh, it was like a one-shot kill for oh, <laughs> before. Yeah, they gave things more health. They also buffed your damage a little bit. But well, that's nice of them, I guess. But <laughs> but like, uh... I've also been having to like plan out my teams and like who would be better to use in what battle. So like the Kefka fight, for example. I know he like specializes in magic, so I would like I'd throw Celeste in the party because she absorbs magic. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's not something I thought about when I play vanilla. No, I didn't think party composition at no. all when I played I just Final think Ungabunga hits things. I was like, Sabin, Shadow, alternate between Terra and Celeste, and then Locke. Yeah. And that, yeah. was, that was essentially how I went, except for when I was doing the no magic tower. Oh, then yeah. I brought, then I brought <laughs> Mr. Yeti place. with me. <laughs> you just throw things at people. I agree. Yeah. Ugh. But no, game's good. I highly recommend it. No, nice. I always love when, um, whether it's just Japanese games that never came over to the West or just ROM hacks in general or whatever, get English translations. It's always a cool little moment for people. Are there any games that you would want that to happen for? Is there any games that are still out there that you think should get one that haven't? Ace Attorney Investigations 2. They're going to do that eventually. I... I think, there is, they're, they're... I think there is, like, a fan translation, but I meant officially. Oh, you want an official was... translation? Yeah. I'm just like, whatever you can get, you know? Yeah. I still want Mother 3 officially. Mm. Uh, I, I Yeah, that'd be a good one. It's been way too long. <laughs> yeah. And Nintendo seems cool with Earthbound now, so... One day, you think... I, I feel like... The, I feel like if they ever do the, um... The Game Boy Virtual Console on on Switch. I think they'll do it. I de- I here's my bet. Here's my bet. It would be really funny if they just gave yeah. us the Japanese version. <laughs> you ready for this? No, no. You That'd ready? Be I've hilarious. Got, I've got. Are you ready for this? Here's my prediction. Come back to me in like a year. Here's my prediction. Game Boy and Game Boy Advanced games will be coming to Nintendo Switch Online. Game Boy will be chucked in with the NES and SNES, and the Game Boy Advanced games will be chucked into the expansion pack with the excuse of you will get an official localization of Mother 3 within Game Boy Advance Nintendo Switch Online. Official until we discontinue the service. Until we discontinue the service, and then you wave bye-bye to the official translation because we're never going to re-release it. Bye, monkey. That's my prediction. <laughs> Um, for me, I've said it before, I'll say it again. For me, it's Tokimeki Memorial ever since that Tim Rogers video. That's like my favorite YouTube video of all time. Um, yeah. If you haven't checked it out, six hour video about one of the original <laughs> uh, dating sim video games that uh, I believe it was Konami that made it. 
Um, oh, and it's never been released outside of Japan. And well, watching that video, I'd recommend. So it's never going to happen. Yeah, I'd recommend watching that video because you learn a lot about video games, and you realize how much of video games come from this one random romance, like romance genre game that came out on on the PS One in like 1996. It's so weird. <laughs> There's like a load of modern game design comes from that video game, and it's kind of crazy because all of those people that worked on it. Uh, some of the most of the devs that worked on that game then went on to make the PS1 Castlevania games, for example, <laughs> and other games like that. It's the same team. Nice. It's an excellent game. Uh, and one of my favorite quotes from him is he found out that someone was trying to remake the Nintendo, the SNES version of that game, and he told the people to not bother and do the PS1 version because the SNES version shit. <laughs> he was like, he was like, fuck, why are you doing that? It's garbage. And a great video, but no. I love it when fan localizations happen. It's it's yeah. always a cool moment because all of us stupid people are like, I'm not learning Japanese. Care to experience something. So it's always cool. It is but, nice because like earlier this year, the Great Ace Attorney games came out and those weren't available outside of Japan until mm-hmm. then either. And I've only dabbled in it a little bit, but they're really cool so far. It, we're only get, we're only just now getting to the stage of simultaneous localization. We're only just getting to that stage now. Yeah. So <laughs> honestly, honestly, the day that Persona Six comes out and it's a simultaneous localization like SMT Five, that's when we're living. When we don't have to. Mm-hmm. That's the day when we're like, we're finally here. This is the next generation because we finally <clears> don't, we don't have, have to, to mute, mute names on Twitter, and words on Twitter for six months. <laughs> like that will be there. Yeah. That's why I'm like with every JRPG now. Like even though Xenoblade now gets simultaneous releases, I'll still be sitting there going, "Oh God, what if though? What if Xenoblade Three is like two months in Japan first? I'm like, no. <laughs> oh well. No, Glad you're Nintendo's anyway. cool with Xenoblade now. But, yeah, where is Xenoblade Three Imran Khan? By the way, where the fuck is it? I want my game. Imran, you lied too. to me. Where is it? January direct. Xeno fans are thirsty over here. <laughs> It's been what? Like, it's been it's like our turn. <laughs> when was Torna? 2018? Nintendo yeah, well, got, was like, we, we gave you Pyra and Smash Bros. So that's your yeah, thing we for get, the year. To be fair, we get Xenoblade every year, right? We got Xenoblade 2, then we got Xenoblade oh, Torna, then we got Xenoblade DE, then we got Pyra and Mifra and Smash. So next year... Xenoblade is very easy. Xenoblade is very quickly becoming like one of Nintendo's most populated Switch titles. It's kind of weird. Good. Deserves it. But hey. Tetsuya Takahashi makes good things. He does indeed. Um, I guess. Hunter, have you got anything else to talk about this week? No. I beat That's Tales of Arise, but yeah, I talked about that like six times already, so. True. It's a good um, game. Go play it. Go listen to the battle theme. It's a banger. Yeah. I'm sure it will crop up in all Game of the Year stuff later down the line. Sure will. Um, so I guess I'll end it by shitting on something else. I, I swear, one day I'll play a game yeah, I like, yeah, guys. Yeah. Um, but alas, that is not the case because I played the latest Call of Duty campaign. Uh, feels bad because I because I bought this fucking game and the zombies were so unbelievably shit. God, that was that was a that was like reflexes, <laughs> dude. That was like holy shit. <laughs> That was like John Marston dead eye precision right there, dude. <laughs> Fuck me. 
uh, for uh, audio listeners, Hunter literally just slapped the mute button on his mic the instant he sneezed, and it worked. Like, fair play. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was, that oh, was man. cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so if you, two weeks ago, I shat all over Vanguard, saying it was a pile of wang, but I hadn't fully finished the campaign. So I was like, let's go back. And now I can confirm that this is probably one of the worst Call of Duty games that's ever been made. Um, oh, man. Damn. It's not ba- right. Let me say, it's not a badly made game, except for the zombies mode. That is a badly made portion of the game. But the campaign and multiplayer are not badly made. The multiplayer is actually decent. It's probably one of the better multiplayer experiences in recent years. But the campaign's so shit. It is. Like, it's, it's four hours long. Yo, nice little yawn, yawn. Nice yawn. Um, Sorry. No, it's, it's Call, Call of Duty. Duty. I expect nothing less. It gets yeah. me. It gets me. Let me talk about the pros. As always with Call of Duty, the acting's Has good. That's Laura Bailey. Yeah, the acting's always good. Laura Bailey is really good. The person who plays Kingsley, who is the other main character, also very good. Most of the main characters are good. The Australians are very Australian. They swear a lot. Well done. You did your research. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, so yeah, that's good. Uh, it looks nice. It looks very, it very looks, it looks very much like Activision spent a lot of money on it. Uh, like they do Bobby Kotick, who they should fire. I'm just going to say that every now and then, just because it's fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. No reason yeah, in particular. No reason in particular, except for Bobby Kotick is a piece of shit and should be fired for what he's done. Um, yeah. But anyway. What more. I, yeah, what I hate about this campaign in particular is how fucking, one, it's terrible story, and two, it's terrible gameplay. <laughs> ah. Basically the game. Um, uh-huh. The story is set up in a way where the idea is, it's like an Avengers game, right? Where there's this team called the Vanguard, who are this operation squad, who are different people who are specialists in different fields that have been brought together to pull off this big attack on Germany where they steal intel from Germany to help win the war, is essentially what it is. And you start off on a mission where this team is already assembled and you're hijacking a train and you're going to get this information. And you get caught... Somebody, one of your your character who you're playing in that first mission dies, and then you're sitting in a jail cell with a load of very stereotypical Nazis being Nazis uh, towards you and interviewing you and interrogating you. And essentially, the rest of the game is then flashback sequences of you learning the past of those characters, and you play as them like twice each, and you just learn about oh this is this is Laura Bailey she was a Russian sniper whose family died now she's an epic sniper and now she's in the vanguard and they do this for all the characters and then the final mission is you steal the intel and that's the credits it is literally flashback epic. a video game it is literally flash you think that they're flash the point of flashbacks is to set stuff up so that then you can continue the story forward and move them forward no it's just this sounds like someone watched a heist movie and quit paying attention to how the structure works <laughs> It's like a heist movie where they did 90 minutes of setup and three minutes of the heist. Like, literally, it was like... And then at the end, they fire Bobby Cut. Yeah. It's like, this is the fixer. He fixes everything. This is, this, is the, this, is the, this is the hacker. Look at him go. Oh, by the way, the bank vault was unlocked, so they just walked in and got the fucking gold and ran out. And that's it. That's the story. It's, it's pointless. It's, it very much is just so terrible. Like, I was like... Also, they do the generic thing. I'm going to spo- spoiler for the campaign. They do the thing at the end where they say the title of the game at the end of it. 
Like the last word nice. was like the, the the last line is something like we were the vanguard, and I cringed so hard that I turned the console off and went fuck me, get me out of here. It was awful. Um, so no, the story is like awful. It's literally like by the way, it's four hours long. So you get to play as each of the characters twice. Then you have this final mission, which is awful. It's like Avengers where you swap between the characters and it does epic pan shots and shit. And it's like, look how epic we are. You're playing as all your favorites. And I'm like, I don't remember any of the names. of panning around these people that I've never seen their faces before because I look from their perspective. I I don't ever remember Call of Duty being this generic. And here's the thing, because people shit on Call of Duty, but for the most part, they've always had decent campaigns. Like... If you asked me to name characters from old campaigns, I could very easily do it from the old, like, 360 days. I could very easily list off Mason, Woods, Reznov, you know, Ghost, Price, all of those people. I can list those people off. If you were to tell me who the fuck was in this game, I can say Laura Bailey and put a smile on my face, and that's about it. That's what I can say. <laughs> is, I think she plays one called Paulina. That's it, I think is her name. Paulina. Paulina. Yeah. Interesting. And that's it. That's all I can remember. The characters are shit. As for the gameplay, it's just so generically awful. Like, <laughs> I know it's a Call of Duty game, but still, it's like it's like generic. Like, you don't even do anything fun. Like, there's no there's no epic like fight scene or whatever. It's like it has the shitty mission. You know what shitty mission I'm talking about? It has the shitty first person mission where your gun's been thrown away and you have only have a knife and you have a boss fight where you have to stealth around the guy, sneak behind him, and stab him. You know the classic boss fight. It's in every shitty first-person shooter where it's like, your gun's gone and the guy's like, I know where you are and you've got, you're like having to sneak around him like it's some Batman Arkham shit and it's like it's awful. This game is so bad and Bobby Kotick needs to be fired for it. Not Not of all the terrible things that he's done to the people working at his company, no. This game's bad enough. Um, Somehow. It's just so forgettable. (laughs) Like, honestly... I just don't Is it better it. or worse than the one from a few years ago that had Jon Snow? Oh, inf- <laughs> let me just say this about Infinite Warfare. What? Yeah, Infinite Warfare had Jon Snow in it. And people shat on that. That's the, that's the Call of Duty card that got the most dislikes of all time on a YouTube video before YouTube Rewind came out and went, it's rewind time, and then got more dislikes. <laughs> <laughs> what well, now dislikes are going away, so... They're gone, thank God. Fuck you, <sighs> haters. <laughs> we can't see you anymore. <laughs> Um, how dare you tell us to improve yeah how dare you um but infinite warfare right people hated on the trailer the multiplayer was garbage but the thing about that game was was this the campaign for that game hunter was surprisingly probably the best call of duty campaign in recent memory like in the, oh, in wow. the five years All right. yeah it's probably the best call of duty campaign and it was also the infinite warfare zombies was fucking great it was 80s so basically, the idea behind the we're going on a tangent. The Infinite Were they Warfare in zombies, space in that game? Yeah, zombies in space. Yeah, so <laughs> zombies. So the theme All of right. the theme of Call of Duty Infinite Warfare zombies was it was like a movie. It was like a, a whole an old like horror movie <laughs> where these four actors went to this famous horror director who was pitching them their new title. But what actually happened was 
that the director was actually like a pawn of Satan and trapped them in his own versions of his old movies. So the four actors got trapped in his famous 80s horror film, Zombies in Spaceland, which is set in a theme park and it has David Hasselhoff in it. And they're oh just fighting God. in a theme park with 80s music and David Hasselhoff being the DJ. And it's sick. What? It's so good. That's hilarious. It's so this good. reminds me of an episode of Psych. Yeah, and it goes through the it goes through the eras. So the nineties one's called Rave in the Redwoods, and it's a nineties kind of cabin in the woods kind of weird, like psychedelic on drugs kind of movie kind of thing it's like it's like um i'd say it's like a halloween crosses with like uh like 90s like drug raves it's like that it's oh, like that man. kind of aesthetic's really cool the the one next one was like a 70s kung fu movie called shaolin shuffle and that was like pretty shaolin epic. Shuffle. Yeah. um then you had attack of the radioactive thing which was like a 90 1950s 1940s kind of classic monster horror film uh and then they went and did like a 2000s kind of space horror, which was the last one, which was the shittest one. But cool ideas, right? They tried in that. Whereas yeah. in this game, you got a shitty campaign that wasn't in space, so poo. And then <laughs> you got a zombies mode that had three objectives, which was sit in a corner, follow a head, capture the rocks. What a game, dude. Like, I can't wait to capture some rocks. Fuck me. Fire Bobby God. <laughs> I'm <laughs> but no so no thank you for fulfilling the section up under by saying that infinite warfare deserved less hate than it got and vanguard should deserve I more hate i don't think i said that <laughs> it was implied no you said that it was like was, was, was it bad i asked what i asked how it was in comparison and i was like how dare you hate on infinite warfare <laughs> i wasn't hating on anything it was just a question <laughs> that had i uh, just that had David Hasselhoff as a DJ in an 80s zombies movie. How dare you? Um, but no, it's it's so good. Like, honestly, it's so god-awfully bad. Like, I, like Vanguard, fuck that. Like, genuinely. Like, even for Call of Duty standards, it's bad. I'm surprised. Like, this, I feel like this is the year where Assassin's Creed was supposed to have a shit game that came out as well, but uh, Ubisoft was like, no, we're also harboring sex offenders, so we're just not going <laughs> to release a game this year. You know? like, I think, like... I'm God. sure if they would have managed to shuffle out that Assassin's Creed as a service game or whatever they wanted to make this year, it would have filled the... Oh, quota. Cal, have you not heard about that? That's a thing. I don't pay attention to any the next of those Assassin's words. Creed, the next Assassin's Creed game is called Assassin's Creed Infinity Codename, and it's a games-as-a-service game where they're just going to keep adding stories to it, and it's just an ever-expanding game. Like, and it Hooray. sounds absolute I, I heard about this and i cracked up because i make fun of ubisoft for only knowing how to do two things they're generic open world games and then games as a service games that aren't very good either and now they're putting them together they can both go to be honest like fuck me dude I still haven't played the other Assassin's Creed that came out, the one with the Vikings, so, you know. I still haven't played an Assassin's Creed game. Honestly, there are two. Honestly, the old Assassin's Creed games are quite fun. They are actually quite fun. They're 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 the kind of they're dumb fun where you can just kind of go around and have fun with it. Where it's like You can go shank a dude and then hide in a stack of hay. 
it's like nice. it's like childhood fun where it's just like you get to have a cool story of Ezio. And the knife can, comes from yeah. your sleeve. You've got you've got a sleeve like a hidden blade. You can go around jumping off buildings, stabbing people, sword fighting with basic like mashy combat, and then you can just go and act like a child just push and run R1 away. And square. Yeah. Do a new, yeah. Do a Naruto run away and climb up some buildings and parkour off the fucking roof of everything. Wow. It's it's it they're stupid fun games. I also love Black Flag because you get to be a pirate. That's always fun. Mm. It's a good game. Literally, it was like, we've called it Assassin's Creed, but really, you're just a pirate. You literally just, here's your ship, go fucking sail. I'm like, yes. And we will play the sea shanties the entire time. Thank you. Uh, what a game. Anyway, Fire Bobby Kotick. And with that, that has been our show. <laughs> it's a short one this week because literally fuck all's happened. We hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving if you celebrate it. Yeah. And if you don't, I hope you had a good uh, full week at work and two days off. Like me. <laughs> Sag. Ha ha. Yeah, sucks. Oh well. We'll see who's laughing when we have a whole. Oh wait, we don't have any holidays. Crime. Uh, crime. Sag. Aww. Feels bad. Just a month till Christmas, guys. But yeah. anyway, all links are on screen. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> my links are on screen right now. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna leave my switch off of there because I have just cr- performed a fucking crime. Um. We're just going to wrap this up really quickly. <laughs> yeah, I've just knocked a drink over. And I'm scared. I'm in danger. Uh, I'll be on screen right now. You can go follow us on social media and all that jazz. Uh, but if not, go and follow us on Twitter at HardGamersOnly. Subscribe to the YouTube channel at YouTube.com forward slash HardGamersOnly. And hey, if you want to <laughs> look at our stupid face. No, don't look at our stupid face. Oh, just go to podcast and look up HardGamersOnly on Spotify, Google whatever the fuck i'm a, i'm in danger we'll so, see you next week i'm gonna wrap it up have an awesome week and yeah we'll see you next time bye see ya toodaloo fire bobby <laughs> <laughs>